Hello and good evening everybody, FPL teacher here bringing you Arsenal 3, Man United 2. We look at how two sides with informed players up front continued to do well and it really required a dramatic 90th minute winner from Eddie Nketia to settle the scores. We also look at both sides' prospects in terms of FPL purposes with Man United's double game week the priority of interest. Arsenal, who made attacking adaptations rather than defensive ones as they did against Spurs last week. The standard 4-2-3-1 had Martin Odegaard now acting as second striker rather than a third midfielder as he helped overload Man United's flanks successfully. A crucial component to Odegaard's new role here was the dual pivot positioning of Thomas Partey and Granit Xhaka in midfield instead of the usual 1-2 triangle that they have with Partey at the helm. This meant that number one, Xhaka, Ben White as well as Odegaard in the half spaces. In the first half itself, space was created for Bukayo Saka to cut inside and shoot. Given his goal from range making highlight, United adapted quickly to that approach bringing Fred on in the second half. In response to that, however, Martin Odegaard yet again was the star of the show, making outside runs, overlapping runs to the byline yet again to create more chances for, you guessed it, Eddie Nketiah. Now, for FPL purposes, I'm pretty sure you know what's coming. Eddie Nketiah is now a massive option as a third striker up front, a replacement for Ivan Tony. The youngster's XGI numbers have been high not only through a combination of flank play, but also through, crucially, the second phase of set pieces. Given Arsenal's underrated strengths from dead balls, it's no wonder that from the second phase of corners in particular, we see Nketiah take a rather orthodox role waiting for far post headers. This of course, is not excluded to rebounds of shots and it is really his winner here that shows that he is now officially a fox in the box, basically being waiting in the correct positions for the right ball at the right time to take advantage of last minute defending. Now, with most managers flocking towards Nketia as well as the value for money proposition of Odegaard, the crucial dilemma that surrounds FPL managers at the moment revolves around choosing between Saka, Martinelli or another Arsenal defender. Ramsdale certainly makes the case here as he continues to benefit from the fact that Arsenal adapt their defences according to opposition. This reactive approach really shows how Arteta in particular has developed yet another dimension in his play shrewdly beating different types of oppositions, morphing according to their opponent's shape. Given that Arsenal's second double game week's fixture comes up against Manchester City, it is perhaps a shrewd move to own Ramsdale as an opportunity to let go of our 4.5 million goalkeepers, given the fact that their reactive approach will only benefit Ramsdale as they aim to minimise shot quality from opposition. Man United. Relying on counter-attacks is an understandable approach away at Arsenal. Now, Marcus Rashford definitely proved himself here to be a potential match winner given his form. The way he sidestepped party with that croqueta was certainly a sight to behold, but that was the 
margins that was the golden standards that Arsenal set for Man United to beat and really it required something special twice from Man United to capitalize on Arsenal's reactive defense. In recent weeks we have seen Bruno Fernandes covered various positions for various attackers and this time round with a relatively structured approach Bruno Fernandes basically had a lot of space of cover for Marcus Rashford who was purely focused on the attack. The unfortunate thing here was that Bruno Fernandes had to cover two players at once as Alexander Sinchenko and Grand Zaka were both unaccounted for. So surviving a lot of barrages from the left side, United decided to utilize their central presence a lot more. By bringing Fred on, they used Weghorst's link-up play to bring Anthony and Rashford into the game. Now when you rely on counter-attacks for goals, two key ingredients are necessary. Number one, you need to bring the ball at full sprint into the opponent's half as quickly as possible. And this is where Anthony truly shines. His pace on the ball is an underrated strength of United's. And basically they used his ball-carrying abilities, not his dribbling ones, to at least reach the edge of the Arsenal penalty area. This is where moves make or break for United, where he either finds Marcus Rashford to finish chances off, or he will try and beat his man himself. At the moment, Anthony is more missed than hit, but he is almost certainly one of the most influential figures as he always has the option to find late runs from Bruno Fernandes or Christian Eriksen as well. For FEL purposes, we have to match our United investment based on our understanding of Eric Ten Hag's mentality. The gaffer has shown astute tactical game management, especially against opposition that are inferior to his squad. The key priority, however, has been about enabling his best players once he notices key advantages in certain zonal matchups. Against big size, he will tend to use time across different halves of halves to bring on pacey players such as Anthony Martial. But here, given that their upcoming double game week matchup comes against Crystal Palace and Leeds, we will almost certainly see Ten Hag maximize the potential of his most informed players such as Rashford and Bruno Fernandes, probably linking them up in a second striker slash main striker role as soon as possible. Lastly, it has to be said that Ten Hag's previous record against sides that are worse than him, especially the run against Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest, involved keeping clean sheets by taking the lead practically and then sitting on it, hitting teams on the counter-attack. This further brings forth the value of another Man United defender as a possible option, as well as Rashford's reinforced as a real asset for this double game week. The clash of the titans here further amplifies the potential of both teams attacking assets currently. Marcus Rashford is no doubt the in white hot form while the likes of Odegaard continues to be influential bringing the likes of Eddie Nketiah into play this time round. Saka and Martinelli will continue to contribute towards threats at least in the final third but at this stage it is almost anyone's guess in terms of who will deliver so really it's just about owning as many of these players as possible being the extremely obvious move 
in the short term. This is FPL Teacher rounding up game week 21 with Fulham Spurs up next.